God bless you and welcome to Yesterday Ended, Healing the Traumas of Life. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thank you so much for joining me today. We live in a world where bullies exist. Unfortunately, starting even in our youth, we are confronted with those who want to push us around and take from us. Belligerent bullies cannot be reasoned with. They simply want to pick a fight. There is no reason in their actions. The challenge we face at times is that there's nowhere to run. We either get beat down or we must choose to stand up for our rights. The trials and temptations of our past can become bullies in our lives, endeavoring to beat us down and take our peace. What can we do when we face such challenges? What are the strategies we need to overcome the bullies in our lives? I will give you the truth of God's Word today to give you the power to stand up against the bullies in your life. Give a listen. I am the youngest of four boys. My brother, who is just three years older than I, loved to wrestle with me. Trouble was, at times he would, shall I say, pick a fight with me when I wasn't in the mood. He wasn't being mean or trying to hurt me. He just liked to wrestle. He was even on the wrestling team in junior high, if I remember correctly. But then at one point, he started to teach me how to defend myself. He showed me how to fight back. There is a point in time where we must take a stand against some sort of bully, some sort of fear, some sort of anxiety, some sort of temptation, and push back. I feel the pressure pressing down on me. It's trying to break me. I don't know how to flee. Caught in a cycle that tells me I'll never be free, then I remember my authority and push back. The haunting memories of challenges of the past They tell me any freedom I have will never last. Caught in a vice, I can't breathe but only gasp. Then I remember my authority and push back. Pressure or pleasure, trial or temptation, attacks. Pounding hard on me to fill my heart with cracks. Assaulted from all angles, I can't relax. Then I remember my authority and push back. Given the authority of Jesus, I now fight. In his name and power, I stand up with might. His promises give me faith and shine the light that I can use his authority and push back. We live in a fallen world that is hell-bent on beating us up. In John 10.10, Jesus says, The thief comes not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. The thief, the devil, known as the god of this world in which we live, is a lousy host. We live in this fallen world, but we are not of the world. Jesus said that if we lived in the world, we would suffer tribulation or pressure. Our enemy is always trying to steal, kill, or destroy us. If we do not put on the armor of God, we will stand defenseless, and be beaten time and again. In the sixth chapter of Ephesians, we are told to put on the whole armor of God that we might be able to stand against the wiles or methods of the devil. We need to have the breastplate of righteousness, which is our identity as righteous children of God. You are now a saint and no longer identified as a sinner. 
We are to have our loins girt about with truth. Our loins, or hip area, is the pivotal point of strength in the body. Without the truth, we have no strength. Next, we are to have our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. This is a unique phrase. We are to stand in readiness with the gospel of peace. It is a paradox that in a description of military armor, the foundation of it is to be prepared with the gospel of peace. It says in Romans chapter 16 verse 20 that the God of peace shall crush Satan under your feet shortly. If we are in peace, no bully has a chance against us. That is the foundation of our stand. Next, we are to have the shield of faith, with which we can quench the fiery darts of the wicked. Faith is our conviction that the promises of God are true. Faith is our acceptance of what God has done for us in Christ. With faith, we can step out and take a stand knowing the power of God is with us. Then we are to take to ourselves the helmet of salvation, which is that which protects our mind. And finally, we are to take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. With all this, we are able to stand. Jesus won the battle for us on the cross, and the Father won the battle for us with the resurrection of Jesus. But we must take a stand against the bully that confronts us and push back with the truth, the peace, the Word of God. The Word of God is our weapon that we use against the bully that attacks us. It is not a physical fight, even if the challenge before us is with a person. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. In Romans chapter 8, verse 31, it says, If God be for us, who can be against us? Is this promise in your arsenal? Romans 8.37 says that in all things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Have you memorized this verse? Is this in your arsenal of promises that you can use to fight against the bullies in your life? We need to have the promises of God set within our heart, ready to be wielded as the sword of the Spirit to defend ourselves against the attack of the bullies. Unfortunately, the church has been lulled to sleep so that they cannot even identify their true enemy. Some churches are more into psychology than the true power of God through the Holy Spirit. Though there is great understanding in the science of psychology, the power to deeply change and to be victorious over spiritual matters only comes through a walk in the Spirit. We must be careful that we do not leave ourselves defenseless and not take to us the power of the Holy Spirit. We cannot lean on our flesh. The flesh, our mind, or understanding will fail us. Consider what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 26, verse 41. Watch and pray, that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Only through the power of the Holy Spirit, and praying to the Father with the promises he gave us, can we overcome temptation and trials? Walking in the Spirit, and the power of spiritual prayer, and the power of miracles, and the power of words of knowledge and wisdom, and the power of divine faith, and the power of discerning of spirits, 
we have victory. Unfortunately, the body we live in, our flesh, and all its parts can war against us. Let's take a look at the challenge between the spirit and the flesh revealed in Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 and 17. This I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. Walking in the spirit is to hear the voice of God through remembering the scripture and also receiving a specific fresh word of revelation directly from him to you. God poured his spirit out upon us so we would never be alone or powerless or ignorant of his will. The Holy Spirit is our guide and our teacher and our advocate. The Holy Spirit stands beside us and speaks into our lives. The challenge is, will we listen for the voice of God or will we ignore it? Unfortunately, there are many who do not even believe God will speak to them. God has spoken to us through the prophets of old. God has spoken to us through his Son. And God is still speaking to us today through his Spirit within us. Be still and hear his voice and be empowered to overcome. We are in a battle. There is a spiritual battle raging about us. God is fighting for us. Our adversary, the devil, is fighting against us. We learn about how to be victorious in this war in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 and 5. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Our war is a battle of words. It's a battle for our imagination and thoughts. Are our thoughts centered on the spirit or the flesh? Are our thoughts centered on our past failures or the promise of victory through Christ? Some of the failures of our lives have formed scars in our hearts. Because of a failure, we may begin to believe a lie that we cannot win. The bullies in our lives build a castle, a stronghold, around that lie. They take hold of territory in our heart, and our thoughts begin to reflect that lie. We cannot win. We cannot resist temptation. We cannot be victorious over our past. These are all lies. But the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. We can pull down those strongholds through the promises of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. We can cast down imaginations and high things that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. We must take every wrong thought captive to the obedience of Christ. It says we can cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself. These thoughts have a will of their own. They are exalting themselves against the truth of God. When we feel we are being pushed around by something, we need to push back. We need to take authority over our thoughts in the name of Jesus and reject those lies. We need to react the same way Jesus reacted when he was tempted by saying, it is written, and then quoting the truth of God's word to the enemy. We must read God's word daily and hide it in our hearts so that when a bully shows up, 
we can push back with the truth. Given the authority of Jesus, I now fight. In his name and power, I stand up with might. His promises give me faith and shine the light that I can use his authority and push back. The greatest defense against the attacks of our enemy is to recognize our identity in Christ. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, we are told, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Old things are passed away. Your past has passed away. I repeat, your past has passed away. Our old man was crucified with Christ, died and was buried with him. The old man is dead. We are dead to sin. When we revisit our past and dwell upon the challenges and failures, we resurrect the old man and old things. Stop it. We need to recognize we are in Christ and therefore a new creation. Our lives are now new. It is up to us to put off the old man. It is up to us to put on the new man. It's up to us to think the truth and push back against the lies and failures of our past. You have the strength and authority to push back.